Have you ever wondered who you really are, underneath all the layers? When you see yourself through the lens of human design, you see your most authentic self. Join us on a journey of self-discovery as we dig deeper into topics relating to our spirituality. In this space, you will receive wisdom from us, Gemma and Chloe, as we guide you towards your most aligned life. Welcome to the Soundboarding on Human Design podcast. Hello, I'm Gemma Moon and I'm super excited to be here with you on this human design learning journey. I have been learning human design for two years now and it's really taken over uh, a lot of my life and my hunger for human design knowledge is quite intense. So I figured why not share this journey with you? If you are also curious about human design, uh, this is the podcast for you. I want it to be very accessible. I know that when you open your human design body graph, it can be quite overwhelming. There are so many energy centers to look at. There are so many colors and numbers and lines and information and words that you might be thinking, what the heck does that even mean? So I want to break it down for you, make it super simple, super applicable so that it's something that you can actually apply to your life and understand in human language. Um, I came from an astrology background. So my first passion was astrology. Um, I've been doing birth chart readings now for a few years and that was my first passion. Slowly I've started integrating human design into my readings. Um, I've always been fascinated by human design. I heard about it in 2017 um, and I discovered that I was what was called a projector energy type. And when I heard about it, it resonated so deeply and it made so much sense to me why I was the way I was, why I interacted with the world the way that I do and um, it helped give me very basic knowledge and tools to feel like I could navigate the world a little bit easier. Fast forward uh, maybe three or four years and um, my knowledge has grown over time uh, and it's really something that has um, given me so much insight into the people around me as well as myself. When we can understand our own unique energy imprints, um, we are given the knowledge of how we're designed to navigate the world. And this is so empowering and enlightening. But let's start at the start. Um, it's always kind of hard to know where to start when describing exactly what human design is because it's so uh, comprehensive and it can be quite complex. But let's just start off simple. So human design was channeled by a man called Ra Uruhu in 1987. And over eight days, he had divine uh, information channeled through him about the human design system. So human design, like an astrology birth chart, uh, is determined by your birth time, your exact birth time, birth date, birthplace. And 
similar to astrology, what was happening in the sky, what the planets were doing at that time is imprinted into your soul, into your body uh, to determine a lot about your life path, um, a lot about your design. So human design is a system that is both science and spirituality, which is what I love about it. Uh, it's very, there's a, a very scientific aspect to it. Um, if you are interested in that, um, maybe you could send me an, a message on Instagram or get in touch um, via email because that is not really my specialty, the scientific part. I am not very left-brained, I'm very right-brained. So while I do understand all of that uh, at a basic level, I, yeah, science was never, even in school, something that I excelled at. So I know a lot of people are very interested in that. For me, it's more about how can we actually apply this. Um, so, Our human design body graph is who we are before we are conditioned, who we are before we're told by society and by those around us who we should be. And the thing is that we are all so different. We are all literally wired differently. There is a vastness of difference between us. And in this world, humans are so homogenized. And what homogenized means is that we are often grouped into being the same. Homogenization is the act of, uh, yeah, grouping things into the same category. Um, and that makes it easier for our brains to kind of comprehend that, like, you know, all humans should do this. You know, this is the rule book for living a human life. But... Because we are all so vastly different, um, the key to our success is in our difference. And what I love about human design is that it gives us the language and the knowledge and the tools to understand and accept these differences with support. That's the thing about knowing your human design is that you understand why you are the way you are. And that really empowers you to live the way that you are supposed to live. And a lot of the time we already know, we already deep down know. And when we receive the information about our body graphs, about our human design, it's just validation. So experiment for yourself. That's the other thing. Human design is an experiment. It's an ongoing experiment. It takes years to you know, wrap your head around. It takes years to really play around with. Um, and you can validate it for yourself. Um, it's really a personal experience. So I'm here to tell you what I know and bring you along on the learning journey with me if you want to come. You're very welcome. Uh, but ultimately, it's an experiment for yourself and what feels right for you. Let's delve into the five different en energy types. So an energy type is at a basic level how you are designed to use your energy and best interact with others and the world. Now, each of the energy types has a different strategy. And what the strategy is, is how you are designed to meet life, make things happen 
and pretty much to allow things to flow as they're supposed to for you. And when you can follow your strategy, it really makes life a whole heck of a lot easier. So I'm going to start off with the most common design type, the most common energy type, and that is the generator. Generators make up 37% of the population. Generators are designed to work and they have a lot of powerful energy when they use it correctly. Now, there are two different types of generators. There are pure generators, which I'm discussing now, and there are manifesting generators, which I'm going to discuss after. Generators have a consistent flow of energy. They have consistent access to energy. Now, there is a a difference between consistent and constant. I don't mean constant. Generators don't have constant energy. They eventually run out of energy. But the energy flow is consistent. And when they are using their energy correctly, by following exactly what lights them up, that's when their energy is consistent. Now, generators have sacral energy. And what I mean by that is if you have a look at your body graph, you can see that there are nine different shapes. These are what we call, are what we call the energy centers. And the sacral center is the one that is towards the bottom. So it's not the very bottom square. It's the square above that. The very bottom square is called the root center. The square above that is called the sacral center. And generators will always have this colored in. And that is what we call a definition. So if you have it colored in, that means that it is defined. Generators and manifesting generators will always have this sacral energy defined. (coughs) Excuse me. Now, this sacral center um, is designed for yeses and nos. And people that have their sacral defined so generators and manifesting generators, will have a very clear yes or a very clear no in response to the world and to stimuli and to anything and everything. Now, when I say that generators have powerful energy when they use their energy correctly, what I mean by that is that they need to follow exactly what lights them up. And when they can tune into their body for what feels like a full body yes and what feels like a no, they'll find a lot of satisfaction in their life. So if a generator finds themselves feeling frustrated frequently, if they feel find themselves feeling burnt out, it's a sign that they are not following their body's yeses and their body's no's. And this can take a while to tune into because if you think about it, we are conditioned from birth. We are conditioned with shoulds. You should do this. You shouldn't do that. You should do this in this way. It's impolite to say no. We're not exactly trained to follow what lights us up. And that is so important for generators to be in tune with. So it can be kind of complicated to tune in to your sacral energy and your yeses and nos as a generator because we haven't been trained to do that. So when you discover that you're a generator or, you know, if you have people around you that are generators, you can encourage them 
to really tune into what is your body saying? Is it giving you a yes or is it giving you a no? I find generators really fun to be around. My daughter, who is seven years old, is a generator and my dad is also a generator. And I find that they have this really contagious energy, especially when they're excited about something. If they are lit up about something, being around them is so fun and you just feel so swept up in their excitement. When a generator is feeling down and not lit up and like frustrated and bored with life and just not inspired, that is also very contagious. So being around, if you are a generator, be aware of this. Um, and if you have generators around you, I mean, which you probably do, seeing as they're 37% of the population, um, yeah, just be aware that it can be a little bit contagious and, you know, maybe it's good to set some boundaries around that, especially if you have an undefined sacral center. So if you are a projector, manifester or reflector, but we will get into that. So let's get into the strategy of a generator. Now, the strategy of a generator is to respond. And this is quite an easy strategy compared to some of the other types because generators can respond to anything. Uh, you can respond to ideas, to art, to uh anything that inspires you to conversations, to energy, to invitations, to books, anything that inspires you, lights you up, makes you feel so like your body is just buzzing with excitement and yes, is a opportunity for you to respond. Now, everything that I've said about generators so far is generally also true for a manifesting generator. Um, a manifesting generator is different in the way that they are much more non-linear than a generator. A generator generally is able to kind of do one thing quite happily and stick to that one thing. Um, they are able to kind of like find their niche and find their passion and, and do that and be quite structured and planned in the way that they approach what they do. Obviously that's a generalization, but the difference is that a manifesting generator is much more non-linear. They do things um, quite different to a generator. They like to find efficient ways of doing things so that they like to skip steps. Um, they are really free spirits um, and they're not actually designed to live a linear life. They are very creative usually and they have an endless capacity to create when what they're doing lights them up. Um, and the thing with manifesting generators I find is that they often have a lot of conditioning around having to finish what they start. And for a, a pure generator, um, 
this isn't as much of an issue with a manifesting generator because they are so non-linear and multi-passionate they often are lit up by many different things at once while a, a generator is you know they've got a few a few passions um a manifesting generator will have like five things on the go they'll have three hobbies two jobs they'll work at a coffee shop and then they'll also have this side hustle and then they'll also um have this um you know side project that they're working on and then they'll work at a gym and like that they've always got multiple things going on and if they don't they're probably going to be pretty unsatisfied and frustrated um they've got so much energy that they need outlets for um and the conditioning that a manifesting generator can fall into is that they are conditioned by society to be like you need to finish what you start and that isn't true for a manifesting generator a manifesting generator is meant to be lit up by what they're doing in the moment and they could start a new a new hobby say they they get a a real interest in doing painting um, you know, for a few months, they could be super lit up by painting and do a painting course and, you know, paint all these beautiful artworks. And then one day it might not light them up anymore. And the people around a manifesting generator might be like, why are you dropping out of that painting course? You're so good at it. And don't you want to finish what you started? And you should really keep going with this. But because the manifesting generator has learned what they needed to learn from that, it's not correct for them anymore to continue. If it's not lighting their body up, then it's not, they're not meant to keep going with it. Um, and if they push themselves to keep going with it, it's, they're going to end up super frustrated and their body isn't going to have the energy for the things that it wants to do. The way that a manifesting generator can tell um, what they should be doing is they should just follow what lights them up. And I know that this is going to be such a deconditioning journey for so many manifesting generators because our society is not at all set up that way if you start a, a university course um, or a degree like you finish that you don't drop out halfway through but for a manifesting generator if it's not lighting them up anymore they've probably learned all that they need to learn from it and now they're ready to move on to the next thing and that can be super hard to grasp and follow when you are a man gen because uh, society isn't set up that way for you. Um, and outside influences can also be a big thing. Like I know um, a lot of parents would probably have an issue with their child dropping out of a degree halfway through. Um, but the opinions of others are not the be all and end all and a manifesting generator is meant to follow what lights them up at all costs um, and that's right i was going to say that a manifesting generator will do so many things over their life and say that they've got three unfinished degrees um, they did a painting course, they did a barista course, they did a personal training course. Um, they have a side hustle of being a florist or like they've got so much going on and throughout their, their whole lives they've, they've had so many different paths and different learning opportunities and different hobbies and courses and 
outlets. Often, a manifesting generator will find that what they have learnt throughout all those endeavours really serves them in the long run. So a manifesting generator might eventually realise, I really want to open a health shop, say. Um, And they will find that doing that barista course and doing that painting course and um, doing that personal training course there was elements from all those things that they did over their life that they stopped and started and didn't necessarily finish that have now really assisted them in opening the health shop because now they can paint beautiful artworks for the walls. Their personal training knowledge comes in really handy when people come in that are really sports focused and they can give them the best sports supplements. Um, they can they have a really great idea of coffee and they can create a really great um, I don't know, (laughs) they can have great coffee options, say. Um, Yeah, this is just an example, but often I find that manifesting generators, when they start living by their yeses and follow what lights them up, they will eventually really use all the stuff that they learnt in different ways um, in what they end up doing. And maybe what they end up doing will only be for a few years and then they'll move on to the next thing and that's totally fine as well that's just that's just how they are that's how they're designed so if you are a generator or a manifesting generator please follow what lights you up please follow what brings you joy if you feel frustrated this is a big sign for you to know that what you are doing isn't lighting you up um That feeling of frustration is a telltale sign for you to ask yourself, what am I doing in my life that I feel like I just should be doing? And I'm saying yes to these things, but they're not actually lighting me up. Um, And getting to the bottom of why am I doing them? Am I doing this tap dancing course? Am I doing this tap dancing class because my mum loved tap dancing and she wanted me to do it and I started doing it to make her happy and it's really not lighting me up and I just feel like I should do it because I don't want to let my mum down. <laughs> That's such a random example. Um, and obviously as well, it can come down to career too, like, you know, really important things like I'm a lawyer and I did it because my parents really wanted me to or because I knew that it would pay a lot or whatever the reason was and now I've realized that it does not light me up at all and I'm struggling because I'm feeling frustrated every single day and I don't have energy for it. I wake up and I don't have this energy in my body, this feeling of yes to get up and go to do my job because it's not what is actually for me. Um, yeah, so just, just questioning the shoulds. If there's ever a should in your mind, I have to or I should, those statements, whether they are spoken by you or just thought, um, really investigate those and, and think, hmm, why, why should I do this? Why do I have to do this? Um, and this takes practice, definitely. Um, and I know that it's not as easy as just following everything that lights you up because we have to work we have to make money we have families to support um i know that it's not just as simple as dropping everything in one day that doesn't light you up 
However, it's so great to go on this journey and this experiment and slowly um, tune into your body and make changes and allow the things that aren't lighting you up to drop off gradually um, and inviting the things that do light you up. And when you, when you follow the path of the things that do light you up, you will be on your path. You will be successful and um, very, very satisfied with your life. But I'm also very aware that this is a gradual thing and I do not expect you to wake up tomorrow and only do what lights you up because sometimes there are things that don't light us up and that's fine too. Someone's going to take the trash out. Someone's got to do the dishes. Um, but saying yes to the things that your body wants to say yes to, even just little things. Maybe it really lights you up to put on a song every morning before you leave the house and just have a dance. Um, just little things like that, following that yes, following that, that feeling in your body that is just so on fire and, and passionate and excited by something. The more that you can do it in the little things will mean that you will be able to translate that gradually into the bigger things like career and um, every other, you know, bigger aspect of your life. Thank you for listening to this. Um, this is part one of the energy types. So I'm doing the sacral types and next week Chloe will be doing part two, which will be the non-sacral types. So she'll be discussing the projector, reflector and manifester. I hope you've learned a lot from this. Um, if you have any questions, you can contact me on Instagram or Chloe. Um, and I love doing these podcasts for you guys. It's very therapeutic and um, thank you so much for listening.